Hey everyone, welcome back to the BT Powerhouse Podcast. It is Friday morning, February 17th. Uh, My name is Thomas Bendit. As always, I'm the manager and host of the podcast here at BT Powerhouse, or I should say SB Nation's BT Powerhouse. Um, A lot to talk about today. We're, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a briefer podcast. Um, I'm actually uh, driving in my car and I had a few minutes here, so I wanted to um, uh, give some thoughts on, on the action over the, the last few days here and, and sort of jump into the things. So as always, we're going to start with what's on, what's on our minds uh, as we come into the podcast. And there are, there are really two big things um, in the news so far as the Big Ten goes. Um, first, a huge, huge win by Michigan over Wisconsin last night. Uh, it was the Big Ten's only game on Thursday night. Um, number 11, Wisconsin goes on the road to face the Wolverines. They drop uh, the game. They lose their second straight after losing to Northwestern last Sunday afternoon. Um, big, big win for Michigan. Um, disappointing loss for Wisconsin. Hardly a massive blow considering that on paper this may have been Wisconsin's toughest remaining game um, and they did have to play without uh, star guard Bronson Koenig so I, I do think uh, far bigger win for Michigan than it is a loss for Wisconsin um, but you know it puts it puts Michigan in the driver's seat so to speak to qualify for the NCAA tournament they are not in at the moment they are not locked in um, but the big thing that they do have now is they only need to meet expectations maybe even underwhelm a tad uh down the stretch here and they should still make it um that's how big of a win that was but um that 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 was as uh, that was the most significant result i guess (laughs) it's how i'm trying to to phrase that um for wisconsin you know obviously you never want to lose you never want to lose a conference game and this this brings me into my second point here as far as what's on my mind is that this is a big loss as far as the Big Ten title race goes. Um, the Badgers had basically no room for error after they dropped that game at home against Northwestern. Obviously, now they stubbed their toe again on the road against Michigan. They're still in this thing. After all, they are tied with Purdue in the, the conference standings at the moment. But Wisconsin has a tricky closing slate here. You know, they get Maryland this weekend in what is a massive, massive game for both teams. Um, and Purdue Purdue has some challenging games of their own down the stretch here. You know, they do get that return game uh, with Indiana. They get it at home, but um, that's one to watch. They're going to get Michigan State this weekend, who is as desperate as Michigan was for a win last night. Uh, the Spartans will be that desperate on, on Saturday. So, uh, but... But the Big Ten race is looking like it's going to be an f- absolute thriller down the stretch here. You know, Maryland, uh, if they're going to be in this thing, they need to win on Saturday. And my my big thought here as far as the Big Ten title race goes is Saturday's game between the Badgers and Terps is an elimination game for all intents and purposes. I know you can look at the remaining schedules of both those teams and see a route to get back in and share a section of it but realistically based on how Purdue is playing right now and based on what Wisconsin has shown with a full strength Koenig 
I just, I don't think there's going to be any room to make up uh, for a loss on Saturday with, with such a short amount of time before the regular season ends. So I, I do think um, if you're a Badger fan or you're a Terp fan, you have to assume essentially that uh, th- this is the Big Ten title game. Uh, if you win, you are in great shape uh, to get a share. You lose, you're probably realistically done. You can still have a great season, obviously, but there's going to be a ton, ton of pressure on that game. And, um, you know, coming into the week, I had that Maryland-Northwestern game circled as the Big Ten game of the week. Uh, I, I think in a lot of ways it still was the biggest game, but that's because it set up what's coming on Saturday, which is just a huge showdown between Maryland and Wisconsin. And I, for one, am, am really excited to see uh, how that battle unfolds and, and who ends up on top. Moving moving past that, though, uh, moving more uh, generally, I, I do think it, it's big to just talk about how tight the race is across the Big Ten. Um, if you're a regular visitor of BT Powerhouse, earlier this morning we posted a uh how do i want to uh phrase our, our our big 10 tournament bracketology um it it looks at how the big 10 standings are right now how would the field be seated as of friday morning and purdue was your number one seed maryland was your two seed wisconsin was your three seed all of them are tied northwestern and michigan state are tied for four and five michigan and minnesota are tied behind those two um just the margins for error right now as far as Big Ten tournament seeding are very, very thin. They're very thin for NCAA tournament hopes as far as Michigan, Michigan State, and Minnesota go. And obviously, you know, as we just talked about, they're very, very slim for uh, the Big Ten title hopes. Um, you know, any any mistake from here on out will have devastating consequences for, for any of the teams involved. But... <clears throat> Moving past that, though, you know, those are the big things that I would say are going on as far as the Big Ten goes. Um, I, I did want to jump into, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about the title race, but I wanted to hit on some of this bubble talk a little bit. Um, I know this is, we talk about this every podcast, but it's a huge story. It's a huge thing to follow, especially with how weak the Big Ten is as far as the top seeding, um, or at least the projections seeding in this year's NCAA tournament it's going to be very very important to see how many teams make it because frankly the Big Ten needs as many bullets in its chamber as possible this year because there are going to be no clear final four uh, teams I, I know a lot of people still think Purdue and Wisconsin can make a run maybe even Maryland but nobody is going to be on paper expected to get past the Sweet 16 at this point um, maybe that changes. You know, certainly if, if Purdue wins out, they win the Big Ten tournament, they're going to have a great seed in March. But, you know, as things sit right now, I don't think any Big Ten team should be considered a favorite to make the Sweet or pass the Sweet 16. So an Elite Eight or Final Four appearance, which is different than how it's been in years past for the Big Ten, obviously. Um, so I, I think you, you just want as many teams in there as possible and you hope one can get hot. So, Long story short, let's let's dive into some bubble talk here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the teams. There are three teams, in my view, who have absolutely locked themselves into the field that 
Uh, those are Maryland, Purdue, and Wisconsin. You know, they all have 20-plus wins, I believe, at this point. If not, they're basically... You know, I'm, I'm pretty confident they all have 20-plus wins, actually. Sorry, you know, as I mentioned, I'm in my car, so I don't have the, the stats in front of me, but all of those teams are making the NCAA tournament. There's no way. Even if they lose out, uh, they're making the field. Moving past them, I think you have one team in the very probable range, and that's uh, Northwestern. I think the Wildcats are one win away from making it. Um, And the reason I say that is because they still play Rutgers. And if they lose to Rutgers, that would be a massive RPI hit. So until they get past that game or they win, excuse me, or they win another game, I just, I do not feel confident in putting Northwestern as a lock. However, they are essentially right there. They just need one more win, Even, even against Rutgers because they avoid the RPI hit, I think they're, they lock themselves into a bid. Um, just past them, I think Minnesota is a likely NCAA team. I think that win against Indiana was huge, you know, avoiding a loss against Iowa and uh, Rutgers. Those, those were huge as well. And, you know, I, I keep getting a lot of pushback on the concept of Minnesota as a likely NCAA team, but I think people really underestimate how good their RPI is this season, how many solid RPI wins they have. I know they have fallen back from where they were at their height, quote-unquote, but they're still in great shape. They still have a very manageable closing slate, and I think it would be pretty shocking if they if they didn't make it at this point. And frankly, if they beat Michigan on Sunday, which is certainly not a guarantee considering how the Wolverines have played over their last three games, um, I do think they move into that very probable range where they're any win away from from clinching a bid. Um, past them, I think I think you have Michigan there in the uh, they're on the right they're in the bubble. Uh, Michigan, Indiana, Michigan State are all in the bubble range at this point, um, but I think Michigan is certainly on the right side of the bubble range. They have over the last three games where they've beat Michigan State, beaten Indiana on the road, and beaten Wisconsin, I think they've pushed themselves into the position where, you know, they can afford a mistake down the stretch. Now, not not a Rutgers mistake. Uh, I, I, you know, and I'm not trying to harp on Rutgers too negatively here, but, you know, the RPI hit that a loss to Rutgers does is just massive. So you have to always keep that in the back of your mind that, you know, they they would Michigan would essentially give back their win over Wisconsin if they lose to Rutgers. So keep keep that in mind as as far as that goes. But I do think they're in good position to make it. They're a couple wins away from uh, from getting in. Um, Michigan State, I do think uh, personally, I think they are just outside of the bracket. I know a lot of people have them in the first four or just above that. Uh, the big point because we're still you know. A, a few games out obviously um but i think they're in the they're so close in the mix that it's not really important to say whether they're out or in at this point because um any game is going to change it frankly um but i i think the spartans are narrowly out at this point i think they are going to have to score a big win down the stretch to earn their way back in or you know at least win every manageable slash winnable game um particularly you have to look at that road game against Purdue and that home game against Wisconsin as big opportunities to do just that. 
if the Spartans can win either one of those, they're going to do exactly what Michigan did, where they flip in and they flip in to the extent that they would have to make a big mistake, or not a big mistake, but they'd have to make a mistake uh, to get back outside of it. Uh, the third, the third team here, Indiana. I think the Hoosiers are outside of the bracket. I frankly, I don't think they're in the first four out. I don't think they're in the next four out. I don't even know if they're in the, the ten teams directly outside of the field at the moment. I know a lot of people will disagree with that statement, but I think if you actually peel back, you know, uh, things on the on Indiana, you can see that. They're, they do not have a lot of great wins this season. A lot of those wins have weakened down the stretch as well. And certainly, you know, they are not playing well <laughs> at the moment. And they have a very tough closing slate, which I know I, I'm not factoring into this necessarily, but I think I, I think the Hoosiers are done at this point. Um, I think even... They're basically going to have to win out or make a Big Ten tournament run at this point. And considering they still have to play on the road at Purdue, I do not think it's very likely that they win out. Um, so I, I think if you're a Hoosier fan, you have to hope that they win every game except that, well, obviously you're hoping for every game is a win. But uh, realistically, um, you have to hope you win every game except that Purdue game. Um and you have to hope to win a couple in the Big Ten tournament to, to work your way into the field. But I think the Hoosiers are out. I think they're going to have to earn their way back in. I don't think they can meet expectations or anything anymore. They have to overperform those and, w- frankly, just win some games. Um, as far as down the ladder otherwise, I know there are still some people out there who think uh, Ohio State might have a chance at the NCAA tournament or uh, I've even seen a l- couple people bring up Penn State. Neither of those teams have a chance, in my opinion. I think they're both done barring a Big Ten tournament title. So I, if you're a Buckeye fan or a Nittany Lion fan, I would not even be thinking about the NCAA tournament at this point. I think it's about the Big Ten tournament, hope, hoping you can make it, and more likely uh, the NIT. But, but yeah, so I, I think the Big Ten is in solid position uh, to get at least two of those bubble teams in. Michigan and Michigan State, and if Michigan State or Michigan misses the tournament along with Indiana, or if all three, I think this, you would have to think this would be one of the worst years of Big Ten basketball in quite some time, just based on the fact that you, you don't have an elite seed, at least at the moment, and you would be down to just a handful of teams with most of them being projected to be knocked out in the first weekend. So hopefully that doesn't happen, you know, just. As someone who covers the Big Ten and likes to write about it and talk about it, um, I, I'm really hoping to have more teams in the NCAA tournament, but we'll we'll see how things finish down the stretch here uh, as far as the, the B1G goes. Um, but mo- moving on from that, there was one last thing I wanted to hit on this morning. As I mentioned, this will be an abbreviated podcast. Um, this is just the only opportunity I had to do it here. Uh, the NIT, I've gotten some questions as far as who I think can make the NIT from the Big Ten, um, who's going to make it. Let me start with the obvious. If any of those three bubble teams, speaking of Indiana, Michigan, or Michigan State, misses the NCAA tournament, I will assume all three of those will make the NIT, and I think all three would accept bids uh, to play in the NIT. At this moment, I am expecting, I would have MSU and Indiana in that field. Although, as I mentioned, the MSU statement 
isn't really significant at all because I have them so close on the bubble that any result one way or the other, not only for them, but other the other bubble teams will swing that one way, you know, up or down. So, but any of those three teams and Minnesota and Northwestern, we should note as well, because as I said, I don't think either of those teams is a quote unquote lock at this point. So all of those teams have to be at least in the consideration, um, depending on the NCAA tournament, obviously moving past those teams though. Um, I think Penn state is in solid shape to make it. I think Ohio State is obviously in solid shape to make it. I think both of those teams are going to earn their bids, especially if they can pick up a couple wins here in the next week or two and uh, in the maybe a win or two in the Big Ten tournament as well. Um, I, I think those teams are in real solid shape. I also think Iowa. I, like, I, I'm, I haven't understood why so many people are down on Iowa, but they're up on teams like Ohio State. Iowa's profile, you know, their RPI isn't necessarily the best, but their overall profile is relatively close uh, to an Ohio State, um, a team like that. So I, I think you have to think that Iowa should be in that consideration. I think they're in solid shape to make the NIT. I do think they will. And frankly, I, I think they're going to be one of the more dangerous teams in there. I, I really like the Hawkeyes to make an NIT run this year. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling that this year. I, I think Jock's going to go off. But I, I would say uh, Iowa's in, in decent shape to make it. I think they have a little work to do, um, more than, than Penn State and Ohio State at the moment. But uh, I, I do like the Hawkeyes to make the NIT and, and to do a little damage there. But moving moving past those, I think Illinois is another team. They're going to have to do some work. Uh, Illinois, I know all their fans are still kind of reminiscing about making the NCAA tournament this year or uh, – thinking about the NCAA tournament, but um, that ship is long past, and, you know, after the loss to Penn State at home last weekend, I think you really have to sit back and wonder um, if this if this team is going to hold it together here over the le- next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, the NCAA dream is out the window, barring a Big Ten tournament run, but uh, I, I think the I think the Illini will be right on the NIT bubble at season's end. That's my prediction. I, I don't think they're on the bubble at the moment. I think they're they're I think they were projected in by the last couple uh posts I read. But um I I do think the Illini are gonna end up coming short. That's just my personal opinion and prediction. We'll see what happens. Um obviously there's a lot of basketball left to be played and um certainly some significant basketball in Washington DC uh, across the conference but yeah I, I would say that's as that's where I feel as far as the NIT um, I don't know if any big Ten teams would be interested in accepting a CBI bid this year um, I, I think obviously uh, uh, if any we would have to see who misses the NIT because I feel like uh, virtually you know we went through almost all the teams I don't I don't think Nebraska would play in the the CBI um, and I don't think Rutgers would go to the CBI either we'll have to see how things shake out I, I think a team where the CBI might benefit them is Iowa just because they're so young maybe maybe Penn State as well but I don't think either of them will play in the CBI my predict my prediction is the Big Ten will send zero teams to the CBI this year um, even if some look like they're decent fits, but but I I just do want to uh, throw that out there that 
I, some of those teams may ultimately consider uh, accepting one of those bids uh, at season's end. But yeah, so a, a lot happening across the Big Ten. You know, I encourage everyone to check out BT Powerhouse. There's a lot of great content. I know I, I say that a lot on the on the podcast, but we really we really uh, have been kicking it into high gear over the last week or so. We have a few new writers who've been putting out great stuff. A lot we have recruiting stuff. We have conference title race stuff. We had a great piece on Swan again yesterday and his race for National Player of the Year. So I encourage everyone to check out BT Powerhouse. Follow BT Powerhouse on Twitter. Um, follow me on Twitter at TBendit. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time. And uh, I'm looking forward to what should be another great weekend of Big Ten basketball. But thanks again, and we'll see you next time.